This is the Advanced Selling Podcast. The aim of this podcast is to help business sales teams grow their business with modern strategies and philosophies. Now, your hosts, Bill Kasky and Brian Neal. Greetings from sunny Indianapolis, Indiana. Sunny and cold. I'm Brian Neal. This is the Advanced Selling Podcast. Hello. Hey, Bill. Can you see? Oh, sorry about that. Can you see this? What's that? That's a bug. What in the hell is a bug doing alive? In the middle of February in Indiana. In our studio, nonetheless. Imagine, I thought we had a, an airtight studio. What has he been doing for the past four months? Like, <laughs> the, what? That's unbelievable. Not looking very healthy. This so. is the Advanced Selling Podcast. We're glad you're with us. We got a great, this is the first of a series. We're doing a two part series. So if you're a That's regular, a long series. regular listener, make? all two episodes. If you're a regular listener, you'll probably be used to this. If you're just an intermittent listener, make sure you listen to this episode and the next one because they're conjoined, if you will. Mm-hmm. We are going to talk about a new ebook we've released called 2009 sales competencies and you can download the ebook at www.2009salescompetencies.com 2009salescompetencies competencies spell check it if you need to .com and you'll find the ebook these are 12 modern skills for the high performer that we've released there's also a very handsome picture on the front of this which we've caught a lot of slack for. They're you great, have to go there. great clips. <laughs> yeah, a client of ours actually told us it looks like a great <laughs> clips ad, which he's absolutely right. And then he went so far as to put some makeup on <laughs> Bill and me. So if nothing else, go to look at the picture. We are going to go over a couple of these competencies here in the next two podcasts. So you're lucky you're a listener. Yeah. Well, I think that maybe it makes sense to spend 30 seconds to talk about why we did this. Okay. Uh, we're, we're not so sure. I, I know that Skills and competencies maybe don't change year to year, so why does 2009 need a different set of competencies than 2007 or 8 did? And I don't know that it does, but I think with what we were heading into late in 08, we knew that 09 was going to be a tough year. And so yeah. we looked at this and said, what are the real critical competencies that people need to navigate through 2009? We come out with our 2010 list. It may be the same or it may yeah. not be the same. Depends you, on what you've we got see. it. It is different. 2009 is different. You have to be good. You have no, you have no room for error. Right. If you happen to watch the Super Bowl, and we have listeners all over the globe, but I know the Super Bowl goes all over the globe. If you saw the last touchdown pass that Big Ben Roethlisberger yeah. threw in triple coverage, which means three defensive players were around that guy, he had about an inch of variability to put that ball anywhere else to not be a catch when that guy cut the, the, yeah. the sideline shoestring catch. Just perfect, absolutely perfect, and that's what we're looking for here yeah. in 2009. One inch low, and they lose the game. Yep, one inch high, yeah. lose the game. One yeah. inch behind, one inch ahead. He can't keep his toes in. I mean, the thing was, had to be absolutely perfect. It went over the defender's fingers by about three inches. Wow. That's what 2009 is going to yep. be about for us, for, for salespeople. So. so let's start with competency number one. Yep. Uh, we call it being a message maven. You have to be really good at message. And the reason we say that and the reason we picked it as number one is because mess- you, get, you can get sloppy with your, your message that you deliver to prospects when there's a lot of money out there floating around. But when prospects are more discerning about what they spend money on, you've got to really be buttoned up in how you position your product, how you position your solution, uh, how you craft your message so that they understand that your value is a solution to a problem even more than they might have two or three years ago. Yeah, people now in 2009, more than any other time that we've seen in recent history, are going to be looking very, very hard at their cost, their cost outlays for, for whatever service that, or good that is that you provide more than likely. And because of that, 
the challenge for you to differentiate yourself in the sales process is going to become much greater than perhaps it's been in the past. In the past, maybe it's been easy. Maybe you've done it with some slick brochures or people were so busy and everyone had so much work that you didn't have to compete against your your uh, competitors that much on the front end of the sales process. Now, though, your message has to be completely on point. It's got to resonate with the person listening to it. And absolutely, the message itself, not the product that you, you sell, not the service you sell, the message itself has to bump you out of the herd, has to, or you're going to be commoditized and left behind. So the, the components of this are, are understanding uh, understanding your value and the business that you're in, uh, understanding it as it relates to the client problems or the client opportunities that they face. Understand the value that you bring to the table apart from your solution. Are you uh, an expert at something? Are you a good problem finder? Are you, you know, do you give speeches on things that hold you out as an expert? Really, being a message maven is not just about having the right quip to give to someone. It's yep. really being an expert in, in yep. an area, and it's be it's, it's also about being on point and knowing knowing thyself, knowing what you are. the The message maven to me also is you need to know very definitively what's in your scope and what isn't in your scope, yep. and be able to recognize it quickly, and be okay telling people, you know, it's great that you've got a million five to do that project, but that's not a project that's that fits for us. Yep. Thanks, anyways. And that's going to be really important, I think, in this. This economy. Now, the last point of Message Maven is uh, that trends of constituents. Are your prospects experiencing trends in their business that makes your message more relevant than it has been in the past? So don't just try to create something out of nothing. Look at their businesses, your prospect, your the, sec- the sector you uh, focus on in your uh, target client sector, and say, what are some trends that are affecting them? And can we have any impact on how our customers navigate through those trends. Mm-hmm. That's very good. So uh, that's message maven. So that's that's competency number one. Good. Shall we? Number two is competency number two. Sales process control. Sales process control. Uh, here we, we talk again too often in this economy. What occurs, Bill? People, salespeople, sales go down. They drop a little bit. People get nervous in the service. And how do they act? Scared, fearful, yeah, desperate, get, um, clingy, desperate, yeah. needy, and because of that, they often will surrender control to the sales to their prospects because they're fearful of either taking a risk or saying something that might, in their mind, derail the sales process for fear that it might go away. Because they think, well, you know, I've got a, I have a client that says, you, you in this economy, you have to turn over twice as many stones to get half the number of clients. I understand that to a degree, so. Yeah. Sales process control is uh, sales competency number two for 2009, and that is to um, for us as a sales group to maintain control of the sales process all the way through to the very end. Seth Godin just had a blog that he wrote the other day, uh, Seth, S-E-T-H-G-O-D-I-N. I think we've mentioned his name a few times on our podcast, but he's a... He, I would I wouldn't consider him a, a sales expert. I would consider him more of a cultural marketing observer. And he he talks about there's two types of knowledge. There's domain knowledge, which is like if you're a doctor, the domain knowledge would be how do I operate on a on a cyst. But there's also the the process knowledge, which is how do I run my practice. Yeah. Which has nothing to do with the cyst. But if you can't run your practice, you're not going to be able to operate on on too many cysts. I've used that term three <laughs> times now in the description. Very very nice. I haven't used it Cyst. in years. Now here it is coming up again. And for a salesperson, the the domain knowledge is if you're selling technology, it's what do you know about product knowledge, the technology of it. But the process knowledge is where you really can be skilled, and that's what we're talking about here is. No, understanding a sales process, having one, and being able to control it all the way through the cycle. Yeah, and being able to tell to people what 
I uh, got a chance to ride along with a couple of my clients who did a real fantastic job as the, as they worked through these these calls that I went on with them. One of the things that was evident to me was there were points in, in, in all the calls that I observed, ironically, in this one particular day, had the same theme, and that was the people that were the prospects didn't really have a buying process, so to speak, and they didn't really know what to do next. So by us defaulting to theirs, theirs was, well, you know, let me talk to my boss or let me, let me get with Steve and see what he thinks, when all we had to do was say, well, if you want to continue the, the discussion, here's how the process works on our end. Next thing is you and I and Steve need to schedule a call Sit down. I need to get Steve's perspective on everything. And after that, I'll either tell you, A, can't help you, you're in good shape, or B, here are a couple solutions or alternatives for you, and then you and Steve and I can consider them, and then that'll go where it goes. So the lesson there for me is your ability to not only have a sales process but to articulate it yeah. in a way that the customer knows that it's not about you selling something. It's about the process to determine whether he has a pain that you can solve. Yes, ab- absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. And these people were with the prospects in all cases. I went on three calls in one day. All of them were wanting that, and we yeah. didn't give it to them in that, that definitive wow. that's, nature. That's, so it's that's good. valuable. Okay. Number three. 2009salescompetencies.com, if you're following along. Storyteller. This is my favorite. I'm all over this stuff now. Sales competency now, the storyteller. This, to me, we've talked for years here, and I know, Bill, you have much longer than I have about articulating value and what that sounds like. I, I see this as really an evolution of the whole sales messaging process now, that it's moving far away, clearly far away from feature benefit. That's virtually dead. Even now, away from here are the pains and problems we solve. That has a place, but now it's much more involved into the story. And when we talk about story, we talk about two elements of this. One is the my firm's story, which is mm-hmm. and not, not even just the history of it, but what, what our philosophy is, how we approach problems, how we approach new prospects, how do we decide whether we want to take on a new project or a new uh, client, those sorts of things. And then there's also the personal story, which talks a little bit from the heart about here here's my past and here's why I do what I do and here's what really – gets me excited about working with people like you and here's what irritates me and, and just being real about who you are and telling your own personal story that yeah. way. I had a great example of that today. I was uh, with a client and uh, we were working on their personal stories. Yep. And I said, uh, who doesn't think they really have a personal story about how they got in? And, and I define it as, how'd you get here? Yep. You know, you're selling for this company. How the heck did you get here? Yeah. And this lady raised her hand. She goes, well, I don't know if this is a good story or not. And she, and she sells a, a healthcare technology to doctors' offices. Okay, and so she says, uh, "I don't know if this is a good story or not, but here it is." She goes, "I was I was working in a uh, practice, and I was so frustrated because we were losing so many claims, and we were we were losing revenue, and and it was just taking so long to get these claims adjudicated that I said, you know, we've got to do something. So I went out and found a practice management program that helped us a little bit." And then about two years ago, I came across this current company she's with. I came across them, and I said, oh, my gosh, this is going to make so, our job so much easier. <laughs> and so I, I, I quit my firm, and I went to work for this company because I want to help everybody do this. Done. Like, you it's know, over. You don't Where have do a I story. Say? I don't so, have a story. I'm not sure if this Everybody works. in the room, use her story. You have my yeah. permission. But here's yeah. a lady who didn't think she had a story, but and she wasn't trying to impress people with a story. You, your story cannot be put out with the point of trying to impress someone. The story is the story. This is just how right. I got here. It's why right. I do what I do. Absolutely. It's fantastic. That, to me, is what I've been teaching more than anything else is, one, everybody's got one. Everybody's got a story to tell. Two, it's okay to use other people's stories. Yeah. It's okay to say, to get an example of what gets us up in the morning, a colleague of mine, she actually did what you do. 
she worked in an office and she managed buildings and she felt your frustration and then tell tell yeah. her story. Tell someone okay else's to story. Do. It's really right. really good to do. So good. So those are the three: uh, sales process, message maven, and storytelling. Yep. And we believe that if you can get really good at those three, and we're going to be introducing some other things later on in the in the spring. Uh, at least that's our plan to do a little bit more work around this. But at yep. least the next two podcasts, this one and the next one, where we'll cover numbers four, five, and six. And also go to 2009salescompetencies.com to pick up your uh, ebook. You can ride along with us. Yeah, and, and uh, send us comments on the pictures, please. <laughs> uh, go to askbillandbrian.com if you want to ask a question, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye. This has been the Advanced Selling Podcast presented by Kasky Achievement Strategies Indianapolis. Join us each time we record a new podcast by going to BillKasky.com or to iTunes.